Hello, welcome back, and thank you for coming to Geek Sweat. This is your podcast for your reviews, your news, and your interviews on all things film and about filmmaking. Geek Sweat is an Inscate in-house podcast project in collaboration with independent filmmakers to support emerging talent, discuss new creative projects, identify technical equipment, and meet experts. Today, we are being controlled by MKH with our presenters, Akosh Bolf and myself, Dominic Stinton. And, as always, your host, Trevor Jones. Hello. Hello again. Hey, guys. Yeah, hi. Okay, so this is another episode of Geek Sweat, and our specialist subject today is sequels. Uh, we've all seen them, we've all heard them, we all know what they're about. Sometimes we love them, sometimes we loathe them, and uh, these are the ones that we're going to anticipate in the future. So, before we get into what's happening in 2018 and 2019, let's go around the room and ask, what are your favourite and worst sequels that you've heard about or known about? Um, I'll, I'll go first. I I, I didn't realise I was going to be ambushed with this question. So <laughs> I, I think none of us did. I think it the, came up like an unwanted sweet call to Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> I think my. Did you say best and worst? Best and worst, I think, would be a good idea. Okay, so my best sequel is probably Back to the Future Two. Okay. And my worst sequel would be Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Miss, Mission Impossible 2 yes. Is that the, the Sean Connery version? Like, Mission Impossible Yeah, Mission Impossible <laughs> and, and, and there's a thing that you said Is in uh, is it called Instead of Kung Fu, we've got Bike Fu Yeah, Bike Fu, because they did some <laughs> And it wasn't even CGI Bike, it, they actually got Stuntmen to do some Awful things that no one should do In an action film with Were they, um, what were they Yamaha's um, ninja <laughs> motorcycles well, it was just so silly John what were you thinking at that point in your life was he, was he going to come down from cocaine or something mm. it's <laughs> possible Don's face changed when I said that he's yeah. like hmm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> best not do an ad lib about that yeah. okay <laughs> moving on yeah yeah. I'm going to have a go um, I think um, I'm going to start with a worse movie sequel and this is going back to 1983 I want to talk about Superman 3 and I don't I I think what we're seeing at the moment with uh, the Henry Cavill films and uh, the Brandon Roof things a lot of people criticise it make moaning about it these are big budget films with CGI but Superman 3 had a really good cast of um, Christopher Reeve Richard Pryor and Gene Hackman but I think it kind of lost its way a little bit where it was trying to be too comical instead of comic book style and there was an element where I think Superman was actually fighting against the computer game because they were trying to send some rockets to go and kill him. And I remember like there was a large portion of that film, like six minutes, where it was literally, I think, Gene Hackman playing on a computer game, trying to kill Superman flying through the air. And it just felt like so hackneyed attempt to try and combine um, the new advent of computer games uh, and mix it into the movie world. Um, in terms of um, favoured sequels, um, I think I might go for the bog standard and say Godfather 2. Um, it was great to see 
uh, Al Pacino and uh, Robert De Niro and Marlon Brando in the same film, even though we had to wait, I think, another 20 years before we saw um, Godfather 2. The Godfather 2 is Marlon Brando was only just the first one. Marlon Brando, oh, sorry, um, in the second one, sorry. It was Al Pacino and... Uh, Robert De Niro. Even though we had to wait, I think, another 20 years before we saw them together in Heat, I think it was a good precursor to kind of watch that play out and see the second instalment of the uh, the operatic uh, uh, murder series of gangster films. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to go back to the 80s as well. Um, Aliens. What a brilliant film that was. Still James Cameron's finest film, if okay. you ask me, and you literally have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I love the original as well, but um, the sequel changed the genre in a really, really clever way and made it a kind of iconic franchise. Mm. Yeah, fantastic central performance as well. Like um, Sigourney Weaver became a really iconic character because of that film. They nominated the Oscar. Okay. Was it really? Yeah. Top fact. What yeah. was the uh, worst sequel that you can remember? Um, also going back to the 80s or possibly early 90s, and I think it is 80s, um, The Fly 2, because The Fly by David Cronenberg was mm. a great film, really interesting, nasty horror film. And the sequel was just appalling. It was just a cash-in that they did for the money really quickly, no merit whatsoever. Mm. It kind of trashed the interesting, intelligent original, so... Mm. I mean, there are probably loads of really bad sequels that I've endured, but that's the one that just came to me. Mm. Just because it's so blatantly done for the money, and it yeah. just pisses all over the original. Okay. Over to you, Akash. Uh, my one uh, is the best one. I think it's like Godfather, uh, the second Godfather. Uh, the Godfather 2, sorry. Which one? Godfather. I thought you said Garfield too for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I thought, was, I thought you said Garfield as well. Was it Gaffica? Garfield, I don't, it was a movie. Yeah, Ga- yeah, it was not worth mentioning. I think it had Bill Murray doing the voice. I think. But um, oh, yeah. what what were you what are you thinking? Gaffica. Godfather. Godfather. Oh, Godfather. No, no, Sorry. you can't have my one. Pick a new one. Sorry. Pick another one. No, because we need to. Exp- I think that the, the okay, you got better excuse reasons for yeah, why Godfather. Was because good. the worst one. Mm. Is uh, the, the third one? The third one. The the nepotism film. Yeah. This, <laughs> <laughs> and this is this this um and that kind of made un- to two yeah. amazing film the first one the second one yeah and he made the third one it was absolutely disaster writing. But wasn't the uh, Godfather three the thing the f- type of film every director makes, which is I'm spending too much time on the film set and not with my family. And there was this kind of uh, subtext of that the Al Pacino character is going through, uh, where the uh, the Corleone guy is he's spending too much time on the business rather than looking after his family, and that's why spoilers alert the uh, daughter ends up getting killed. Uh, I don't know the problem. I think the problem was the uh, that was the too much uh, time. Uh, expanded to the because was the um, the first one and the second one is was in kind of same I don't know how can I explain all this <laughs> um, because we we saw the Marlon Brown the first one and actually the Marlon Brown character was in the second one mm. and and the third one is an absolutely different uh, storyline it looks like it's a different family. Yeah, I think that was the, the problem. 
And they just look old and tired. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know. Maybe. And uh, yeah, is Sofia Coppola is not was a good choice. Although, didn't she replace Winona Ryder? Yeah, I, was Nona Ryder supposed to be up for I believe one? so. I believe she had to drop out at the last minute. And oh, that's that why. Yeah, that kleptomania was something phase. like this. Yeah. Could have been something to do with that. Yeah, um, yeah Akosh, you're the Arstato. You can yeah. check that out. But I believe it was Winona Ryder who had to drop out at very short notice. Hence her last minute replacement okay. by Sofia Coppola. Right. So she wasn't just shoehorned in. It was just like She actually stepped band-aid. into the breach. Okay, so she was more like an emergency band-aid covering over a, a big wound in the film. So let's say that, you know, she actually took a brave decision to appear in that movie, probably okay. knowing that she would get loads of flack from the and critics. Bastard, yeah. But she did it anyway because she trusted her father. Well, I still see her as a really good director anyway. She just probably hasn't got the acting chops to go toe-to-toe with Al Pacino and I don't Eddie think, Well, yeah, most people look bad next to Al Pacino. But <laughs> um, I don't think she's quite as bad as yeah. the legend has it. Okay. So, um, yeah, um, what would you say is Green your... on a Rider was oh. originally the cast, but he went to make the Edward uh, Schizohand. Okay. So, what would you say is the worst sequel? You said... What is that Godfather 3 yeah. and the best sequel is Godfather 2 no yeah. problem so um, oh by the way can I just um, can I just mention the last Indiana Jones film I forgot about that are we talking about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull we are <laughs> regrettably we are yeah are you trying to say there was something slightly off with the Shia LaBeouf performance do you know I don't think Shia LaBeouf is the main problem with that film the okay. main problem with that film is um, all three because there are three yeah. Indiana Jones films are based in like Judeo-Christian like tradition and yeah. then to make it about aliens and mm. communists that's not what that story is that's a different yeah. story mm. and I think there was that suspension of disbelief with um, um, our famed hero Indiana Jones being on a nuclear test site and then hiding in a, a Smeg frig, frig, fridge freezer and surviving because the idea is like if there was a nuclear test site that would have been pancaked or it would have been compressed so much he wouldn't have been able to open up the fridge again from the inside yeah hasn't Spielberg actually apologised for that (laughs) and Spielberg never apologises for his mistakes he just moves on but he actually said yeah I got that one wrong but obviously you can't mention Indiana Jones without uh, mentioning that the prequels of the Star Wars films they are all completely well, this is the one thing I want to say Trash about prequels. Well. One thing I want to say about prequels of Star Wars, I I think there's this massive thing going on where a film can have a sequel, but some films can be so big a franchise that they only do prequels. What's all that about? Like Star Wars going back and uh, doing prequel and origin stories, um, X Men to a certain extent, yeah. extent going back doing prequel stories. But they were quite good, though. Okay, the Wolverine. You like the Wolverine? The Wolverine was terrible. Oh, no, no, no. But I'm talking about you talking about the X X Men film. So first class. X Men. Okay, X Men first class. I'll give you that was a really good film. Yeah. Really took it in a really new direction. But I think Wolverine came before that, and it seems like um, why are the bigger franchise films opting for the prequels when they should have so much more to do going forward? But they made up for the Wolverine with Logan, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but I don't have an answer to your main question. I just wanted to throw that in there. Okay, cool. Also, the director of Logan also directed The Wolverine, which is 
He deserves like some kind of most improved award for that. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I think he got body snatched. I don't think it's the same director. (laughs) It's the same face. Um, But yeah, no, the Star Wars prequels are are pretty bad. Especially the guy who played Anakin Skywalker, whatever his name is. I think he's gone to act in Oblivion. Hayden Christensen. Not him. Like the little kid. Unfortunately, both of them should be gone, wiped from the place of the planet. Wow, that is harsh uh, commentary there. I mean, for me, it's like, uh, I know George, I'm not sure if George Lucas was saying it because he, he wanted to be contractually obliged and own the franchise, but I think after the first three came out, he always said he wanted to do nine Star Wars and that he wanted to do the prequels and the sequels. And it seems to be the main issue is George Lucas has kind of lost his way somewhat into what was working in Star Wars because I know he had some consultation with Steven Spielberg beforehand before the first one came out and um, that's why Steven Spielberg got some kind of uh, production credit uh, why do they work why do they work yeah why do they still need to work those two Spielberg I don't know I, I think it's it's kind of a honorary thing now isn't it I mean I, I'm happy to see new Steven Spielberg films uh, I, I am Luke, in the most part yeah yeah George well, Luke, did, you, did you watch I, the Ready Player One is that what you did I haven't watched Ready Player One but I think Munich is probably one of his best latest films um, to be fair that's over a decade old but I'd agree (laughs) he shot you down with that one (laughs) no but I would agree that it's I would consider that the best recent quote unquote recent Spielberg film yeah so that's what I'm saying it's a genuine question why do they still need to work the thing is I mean I I think it's this kind of um, second album syndrome or it's like the thing where you've got like Oasis uh, they didn't really take off too well after two albums and uh, Eminem sober is not as interesting to listen to as Eminem uh, drunk and stoned or on drugs and I think yeah. not to say Good t- Trump takedown on his last album by the way yeah not to say Spielberg and George Lucas take drugs but I think they've got to a level of success where I'm just not sure if they're feeling it anymore I think they may have lost that's what I'm saying don't, you don't, they don't have the edge they're not yeah. hungry for it anymore mm. when you're in a a, a a, a mode of comfortability mm. your 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 talents are not as sharp yeah so maybe they should just gracefully just bow step out step aside I mean as a, as a producer I think they as producers they've definitely got a lot of cachet and movement but looking forward um, and talking about sequels um, it turns out after Ready Player One which came out this year in 2018 the next projects for Steven Spielberg are going to be West Side Story fuck off the kidnapping of Edgardo Mortara. story. And an untitled Indiana Jones project. Fuck right off. Um, I'm, I'm you nailed that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be very interesting to see what George Lucas has got in the pipeline. And by the way, those titles I was mentioning, that that's with um, Spielberg posted as director. And looking at George Lucas, who's um, obviously his preeminent film was uh, Star Wars from 1977. Um, he's still writing at the moment but I think he's getting writer's credits he will continually get writer's credits for Star Wars because he created the characters but uh, looking at his director uh, thing going forward um, yeah he's kind of come to a a dramatic halt uh, um, Star Wars episode 3 Revenge of the Sith (laughs) Um, but I I think isn't Lucasfilms actually doing like good work going forward in the cgi 
realm and stuff like well, that. I mean, they've certainly like pushed the envelope in what's possible with special effects and developed yeah. a lot of right, stuff, well. which is industry standard now. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I want to say something about George Lucas. Yeah, I know he did American Graffiti. I know he did Star Wars, but um, he's actually got a good back catalogue going backwards because um, there's an amazing film that he did in uh, 1971, sci-fi film called THX. 11.38 featuring Robert Duval. I know it's only got 6.8 out of 10 on IMDB but as a low budget um, dystopian future sci-fi I think it's one of the best ones out there and it's very minimalist Okay um, I just want to steer this 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 car back to sequels <laughs> What's the sequels coming out that we wanted to quickly to discuss? Okay I mean things that we're on the table at the moment we have got uh, The Hitman's Bodyguard that should be coming out in 2019 there's been an announcement at Cannes uh, this year that it's coming back Hang on let's get that right that's the sequel to Hitman No it's a sequel to Hitman's Bodyguard yeah, featuring Ryan Samuel Reynolds. Jackson yeah. and Ryan Reynolds which came out last year it was the uh, comedy thriller where a hitman had to go and rescue Ooh. another hitman from being killed. Well, he's no. a bodyguard who has well, to Well, now, go now it's yeah. ringing a bell, but yeah. literally I'd forgotten that existed. Okay, really? so, yeah, so I liked it. I liked it's it. interesting because it did come out shortly after Deadpool and it's got, as we know, Samuel Jackson, famous for Nick Fury and the characters of Quentin Tarantino films and Ryan Reynolds of Green Lantern and Deadpool fame. Um, but this film is now going to feature Ryan Reynolds, Samuel Jackson and Salma Hayek and it's yeah. actually going to be more focused on the wife so it's actually going to be called Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard okay I see what they've done there yeah and this film is um, they, they haven't said too much about the details but it looks like they're going to be able to get the main actors on board again and it's thought that there's a gentleman called Patrick Hughes who will be in the director's chair and there are rumours of um, I think Tom O'Connor might be helping with the writing as well but um, this is like a big uh, deal at the moment but I think an even bigger deal is a future that's been even longer awaited which is features uh, Keanu Reeves and the long forgotten Ted Winters there's going to be a Bill and Ted free called Bill and Ted Face the Music with Keanu Reeves and Alex Winters reprising their roles and the project has someone called Dean Pariso who directed Galaxy Quest on board to direct and it's going to be an MGM Orion Pictures production I'm, 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 I'm there for that I'm looking forward to Bill and Ted um, coming back because I think they did everything that they could with them as the young teenagers and I think the idea of them coming back as potentially these kind of 45, 50 year old um, stoner California boys is it's got, especially doing time travel it's really got a lot of potential Yeah I'm, I'm sold, I'm on board I, I can't see how this can possibly go wrong I mean, I think what we're seeing is um, is is kind of a it's, it can be a little bit anti-sci-fi. I think because it's one of the few sci-fi's where the main characters are really not clued up about what they should be doing or how they should be doing it. A little bit like um, the Arthur Dent character in a, a Hitchhiker's Guide. Does to that the make Galaxy. it anti-sci-fi? It's not anti-sci. I wouldn't say anti. Okay, anti-sci-fi is probably not the right word, but they kind of. 
uh, they're not prepared. They're not like um, the perfect sci-fi characters in that position. Which I, I think is more endearing. Yeah. I don't want a know-it-all. So it's like um, Michael J. Fox's character in Back to the Future. He didn't know exactly what he was doing, yeah. but he was just there for the ride. Mm-hmm. I think um, audiences are, are much more able to connect to characters like that. Yeah. Do you know what? I've been thinking about Back to the Future the other day, actually, because I'm thinking it's a, it's a capitalist kind of minefield. Because I've noticed in the narrative of Back to the Future, it's really great that he saves lives, saves his family, and comes back and saves his own future. But I've realised the Back to the Future stories are centrally based on the idea that if you make money, it's good. Yeah, And um, if you make even more money, it's even better. Because Back to the Future 1 is predominantly about... Um, he's got to beat up some guy who's a bully but it's really from a, a nerd's perspective that the that the guy's a bully I mean he could just be like a jock of the uh, the football team just trying to get a girlfriend and have fun at the dance and just do a bit of mickey taking but in the second one he's on the verge of becoming like a multi-millionaire okay it's like a preempting of looking at Donald Trump but at the end, no, at the end of the Robert day Robert has said at, that yeah. yeah at the end of the day the story works with okay this guy is going to make a whole load of money. It's not great. It'll be better if Mike, uh, Mike McFly makes all of the money and has the successful life instead. And then you've got the bully working as a mm. kind of a servant mm. to say, okay, everything's balanced now. You know, <laughs> It's you, just a fault anyway. It's took a deep dive into that. Yeah. That's but nice. um, I mean, the thing is, uh, we've got, um, I mean, going back to uh, Bill and Ted and Hitman's Bodyguard, I think Hitman's Bodyguard is not something that, I needed to see but I felt it was interesting looking at Deadpool meets Nick Fury on the cinema screen sort of thing in terms of the comedy styles and acting styles of those two actors mm, I don't know um, I wasn't sold I, I wasn't don't know. sold I, in the trailer Deadpool was one of the Marvel characters I haven't completely warmed to I don't yeah. know why um, okay film didn't really do it for me which was weird because everyone else seemed to get super excited about it do you not like it when characters break the fourth wall with the audience um i think that can be interesting for whatever reason i didn't really respond to that i don't know if it was a technical thing or i just didn't feel it i'm not sure but i don't like deadpool as much as most of the other characters and i was yeah quite glad he wasn't in avengers of infinity war (laughs) as well so and yeah, Nick Fury, I I don't know, Samuel L. Jackson, he can kind of go through the motions a bit sometimes, can't he? Mm. I, I suppose so. I mean, I'm going to say, another, I'm going to name drop, uh, you guys give me good, bad or ugly. Um, Incredibles 2 is coming out good. this year, 2018. How do you yeah. feel about that, guys? Good. Good? good. Okay, ins- the next one, Insidious, The Last Key, which I think is the fifth one in the franchise. Now. Ugly. <laughs> That's the horror film. Yeah, I saw the first one, but I don't. I, I didn't see the first, fifth one. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> How about yourself, though? Yeah, let's hope it is the last key. Okay. <laughs> and it locks the vault of all the intentions to make any more of us. Uh, Avengers: Infinity War, which has come out. How did we feel about that? Good. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we don't let's ask the person who's like, Marvel. Like, Marvel. <laughs> I hope they burn no, to the I, ground. I, I want to see. The, I want to see Deadpool two, yeah. but. I want to say something about Avengers Infinity War because the difference with this sequel and most other sequels apart from I think Dumber and Dumber 2 is this one is like 10 years in the making or 12 years of 
shifting the ground of other films to move into this direction. And I think I think they've got to be applauded for coming to this peak moment of this is what this has all been working towards because a lot of other sequels seems to be uh, what can we do that we didn't do in the previous thing or what should we squeeze more juice out of whilst we've got these actors together um, this one sounds like a bad idea and it almost sounds like a bad idea in the title Hotel Transylvania Free Summer Vacation bad <laughs> and um, the next one another Marvel film Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, on the fence yeah, on the yeah fence like even I, I'm, I'm a massive Marvel fan and even I'm on the fence about that film I'm going to see how I feel in the summer yeah I might, I might be too busy on um on, on Santander bikes yeah to be interested in in going to the cinema to see it in I, July okay here's a summer film with Chris Pratt Bryce Dallas Howard and Jeff Goldblum which in it's a combination of the old cast and new cast Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom <laughs> no I'm, I'm bad yeah, you don't want to see more dinosaurs in nah. the cinema. No, screaming. But I guess the, 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 all these new Jurassic Park is for the new generation of Who stupid children. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think <laughs> there's this element of um, sequels exist to remind generations to come of how good the films used to be, or how yeah. good franchises? Yeah, that's why it's, it was so. There was such a long gap between yeah. them. Mm. Every, everything everything gets recycled. We see eighties clothes going back into fashion. Mm. Um, the thing about capitalist society, mm. they hope that um, that human beings' memories are as short as they as as they treat us. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. I'm this not this one, hold on to your seats, guys. Creed two. Yep. Sure. Let's go for that one. <laughs> I mean, this is the Rocky franchise evolved and reimagined with um, the lead actor Michael B. Jordan. Well, let's be honest, it is better than the latter Rockies, isn't it? Yeah. But, but Ryan Coogler's not back as the director. Uh, yeah, not? there's going to be no. a guy called Stephen yeah. Capel Jr. But what the interesting thing is, it says, under the tutelage of Rocky Balboa, this is the synopsis, I'm not making this up, under the tutelage of Rocky Balboa, newly committed, uh, the newly crowned light heavyweight champion, Adonis Creed, faces off against... Vitor Drago, the His son, son yeah. of Ivan Drago. So we're going to be seeing an appearance from Sylvester Stallone and Dolph Lundgren. Who's playing Dolph Lundgren's son? Um, I I think that is a role that hasn't been cast yet, but I can't imagine who that could be. Um, Army Hammer would probably be the obvious choice. I was thinking choice. of him. Yeah, he would be. I mean, in terms of the height and uh, because okay, the, he that has Rocky a Ford typical was, American face. Yeah, but the thing is, wasn't Rocky Four like is predominantly about the fact that the Russian opponent was like three feet taller than Rocky and you know? taking steroids or whatever the Russian authorities <laughs> were giving him? <laughs> but the the director of um, this Creed Two apparently he's done something called The Land before, and uh, I can't see what his big thing was. There was a TV show called Class, so he's well, obviously given opportunity. Big boxing gloves to fill, yeah. because of Ryan Coogler. Yeah, I mean that's amazing. Um, that, that's Victor Drago. Victor Drago, yeah. Florian Muntini. Oh, it's been cast? Yeah. Okay, cool. That sounds like a Romanian name. Uh, <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. He. Flor- so, um, Florian Muntinel is known for Creed 2 and Bogat. I have to say he, that again into the mic. Big. 
Uh, Florian Florian Montanao, who's going to be playing Vitor Drago in Creed 2, is known for a film called Boga, but he just looks really big. Let's see. Yeah, this, this guy doesn't look tall at all. Yeah. He just looks wide. You said that Jason Statham wasn't as tall as. <laughs> but he doesn't uh, look tall. Uh, Josh Brolin at work. Okay, he we need tall. to find out how tall he is. Seriously. Okay. He just looks. Does that guy look like. Like middleweight, like light, light heavyweight, or what He's is it? Got like, biceps, but but is it like, like middleweight title they're fighting for? I, I don't know. I never watched Creed. Actually. No, but you just said it. You said they're fighting for a title. Oh, let's have a look. Uh, crowned light heavyweight champion. Yeah, that, that guy does not look light heavyweight. They'll probably have to use the fifty mil close focus lens or something Jeez. like that. One ninety three meter. That's tall. Yeah, one hundred ninety three. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's Six tall. Six four. Yeah. But no, he doesn't look... Uh, he doesn't look tall, but 193 metres... Yeah, but I've, I think in terms of how wide he is... Yeah. I, he He's going to be taking a half the screen, man. It's going to be good. Yeah, that's, um, that's silly. Like, the premise... You know what? I'm not going to go and watch that film because I, I'm a bit upset that Ryan Coogler's not back on board. Because I mean, he's presumably who, that's intentional. I mean, if he I, wanted to do it, they'd let him do it. Okay. I mean, I'm going to tell you another couple of sequels that are coming up. Um, apparently, there's going to be a Mary Poppins Returns... Featuring uh, Emily Blunt. Are we going to land this Street. plane yet? Are we landing this plane yet? Uh, and and <laughs> she's going to be playing Mary Poppins in Depression Era London and now grown Jane and Michael Banks along with Michael's three children are visited by the enigmatic Mary Poppins following a personal loss. I think Mary Poppins is probably something that shouldn't have been touched. That's like, should have been just archived and just kept away, don't you think? Yeah, or they could have cast like a radically different actress in it. Yeah. Because Emily Blunt will basically be reproducing what Julie Andrews did. Yeah, and Emily Blunt looks like she should have been in Sicario 2, Soldado, which features Josh Brolin and Benicio Del Toro, which is also coming out this year. And apparently that's been completed. I'd rather have seen her in that. Yeah. I mean, so what's the formula that works for sequels for you guys then? What makes a good sequel? Um, bringing back elements from the original film, but also expanding on them. Because when, when that sounds almost contradictory. No, by expanding on them. So yeah. like you, you, you look at Back to the Future One and Two. Yeah. They basically just expanded yeah. on Back to the Future One. Yeah. But it worked. Yeah. Um, that's what I mean. Because Back to the Future was about going back into the past, and Back to the Future Two was about going into the, the future. future and then going back into the past where they Again. originally went. Yeah. So there's some callback. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. Cool. I mean, the thing for me with Godfather 2 that really worked, I think it was the idea of learning more about how the Don became a Don and learning more about the intricate rivalries that existed and the families that were had a claim to be in the lead mafia uh, role and stuff like that. So I think that was really cool. Yeah, I think sequels work when they can expand out the story. But mm. lots of films just aren't meant to have sequels. Mm. Lots of films tell a self-contained story and then it just doesn't work if you try to go back and do more. Which examples could you give of that? Home Alone 2. <laughs> you didn't like that sequel. Did you like it? I think Home Alone 3 is the worst one. Yeah, Home Alone 3 is the worst one. They recast the little brat. But yeah. I felt like they did expand... Because Homeland 2 he gets lost in, yeah, New York, in New York and he meets the tramp woman who's actually a good actress. You're not allowed to say that, come on, me. Be, Sorry, be the uh, dispossessed. She, yeah, she's homeless. The homeless person. The tramp, you know. But, <laughs> but he, yeah, and then he goes inside Slap his uncle's, <laughs> uncle's derelict house. Um, obviously, that, the game of it is, is the same, but I think um, 
we knew more about Joe Pesky's character and and don't forget that the marvellous Tim Curry was in Home Alone 2 as well as the hotel manager can't forget that wow you're you're double teaming on slapping me down about this <laughs> sorry but <laughs> now I think I think if, you, if you're going to criticise anything in the Home Alone series you've got to point the finger at Home Alone 3 well there's 4 as well what are you joking no it's Home Alone 3 and 4 yes. they need to stop that yeah. what yeah. okay I will shift the finger of blame to Home Alone 4 yeah Akos is, is on the source right now. <laughs> I'm going to go and find this for myself. Um, oh, the formal uh, four is, was on just TV. Yeah, I feel and, like I um, need to brush my teeth after I said that. Uh, four. That's, that is not right. I'm, I'm sure that... Uh, 2.5 on the IMDb. Oh, that is terrible. You see, what would work now is if they did Home Alone 5, but it's just Macaulay Culkin as this like weird, paranoid survivalist <laughs> who's like holed up in a bunker somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Well, actually, would it be funnier to do a Home Alone 5 where Macaulay Culkin's character is looking after an orphanage sort of thing of all the lost children? <laughs> All of the lost and abandoned. Oh children. my goodness, that would be like slit your wrist times in the cinema, wouldn't it? That mm. is depressing as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, 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 it's like the only direction Home Alone can go into now is child trafficking, isn't it? And like one character trying. Okay. Whoa, that's got yeah, dark exactly, pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. That escalated too, too fast. I'm just saying this. An okay, no more Home Alone. Happens. Just leave that brand alone. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think we've killed the Home Alone series and franchise. franchise. It can't go any further. Dead. Um. So. Um. Uh, which uh, how do we land this actually what, do, what should we talk about about how which sequel we're looking forward to that we haven't seen yet yes okay so let's talk about okay let's land this by saying what's the best sequel we've seen this year what's the next sequel we want to see what the next sequel as in one that exists or one that we can imagine one that we can imagine actually that's good so best sequel that we've seen mm. the last best sequel that we've seen and the, ne- the, the thing that needs a sequel whether it's available or not um, I'm going to go with uh, Captain America Civil War. Captain America Civil War. Best sequel you've seen? Cool. And I would like to see a... Civil War was the first one. No, no, that was the third one. Uh, do you know what? I should have said Robocop 3 is a shit sequel as well, because that was terrible. Noted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on, honourable mention. Um, and I want to see... And uh, this will never happen, and I hope it never happens. Then why am I saying it? But yeah, I'm going to put it out there. Scarface 2. Wow. Yeah. You well, what would be your concept for that? You can't just like say Scarface 2. Log you have to tell us what the concept would be. So the concept... Scarface, and you mean a Pacino? Yeah. yeah. But no, well, well, Al Pacino wouldn't be in it. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a sequel <laughs> to that film. But it, it will be around, um, let's say, his his sister got pregnant by his best friend who died. Yeah. And he wants to revenge his uncle but his no but his sister died in that as well didn't she did she yeah. die um I think the wife Al Pacino's girlfriend left him his, his, his friend got chopped with a so a yeah I know he killed his best friend but did his sister die I don't know sister. I can't remember if she didn't if she didn't die I hope she she would would have survived got pregnant had the child but this this child now has to deal with the demons okay, of knowing that his uncle should be revenged, but his uncle also killed his dad. You're going down Wait, the dark no, no, just, the, the Scarface is, I mean, is a, is a, is a actually is a character name, yeah. and and I mean, you you making the film about the 
Captain America will be that Captain America. No, but he was never called Scarface in the film. It's, okay. No one, no one ever called him Scarface in the film. It's, 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 it, I, I'm His name was Tony Montana. Yeah, yeah, it's okay, but it's it's, it's the same. Mm. Well, with Captain America, at least they call him Captain America. They have called him, but I, I don't remember unless my memory fails me that they ever called him Scarface in the film. No I one think, would call him that to his face, would they? Let's be mm. honest. I think he just embodied that that mythological name. But okay, I think but I think I think the mantle can be passed still. Yeah. Yeah, it's like being called like Capone or Caesar or something. It's like yeah. an honorary title, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Or a dishonorary title. Mm. Wow. Mm. Okay, so Akash, what sequel? What's the best sequel you've seen lately, and what films should they do a re- uh, sequel to? I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> um, uh, um, I don't know what was this last time. I don't know. I, I want to see the 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 other Birdman. Another Birdman. Yeah. Okay, I so. I love this movie. I would, think it's amazing. Would you like to see it? With the Michael Keaton character or yeah. a different character? It's Michael Keaton. Okay, cool, cool. I think he did a wonderful performance in that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, a, I think it's one of the best films, and uh, and I want to see more. Okay. It's amazing. But well, I don't know what was the, what what I saw in the last. I don't know. That was a sequel. Okay. Don't you don't do sequels. Once is enough for you. Usually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how about yourself? Um, best sequel I've seen recently is Blade Runner. Okay. Yeah, that really did oh, it for yeah. me. I know that divided audiences. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Sequels I'd like to see. How about a sequel prequel to Gremlins about um, the owner's early life in China? Oh, wow. That would be amazing. <laughs> Seeing it all fall apart. Yeah, that would, that's quite good. That'd be cool. Um, I'm thinking... Uh, I, w- I want to say something like really curious and weird. So I'm going to say, um, I think, I'm trying to think what would be a good, actually, do you know what I think? I'm just going to say it out loud. Last Action Hero. I think. Um, you want to see that? I want to see a sequel Jeez of Last Action Christ. Hero. I think there was something with that cinema ticket traveling you over into the cinema world concept that wasn't explored properly with Arnold huh with Arnold huh? with download you, with, with Arnold um I think Arnold might be too old for it now but I think it would be having seen Wreck-It Ralph and the idea of the Wreck-It Ralph character moving over into other games and seeing what that world looks like I think it would be very interesting if you had a story where a cinema ticket was bouncing you around films that were on screen and they you had to survive it and find a way out before you became one of the killed characters in that fin- fictional universe so i think there's something about last action hero with that um audience member in the film world film character in the real world i don't think it was fully fleshed out and it could have a sequel even though charles dance did a great villain performance in that um, for me, the best sequel that I've probably seen this year, I'm gonna cheat again and say, um, I'm gonna say Avengers, Avengers Infinity War. I think that's the most recent sequel that I've seen, and um, I just think uh, it was an amazing amalgamation of characters. I enjoyed 
um, the idea of seeing leading characters from their own franchises crossing over and having screen time together in unlikely scenarios. So that was great for me. Nice one. Cool. Okay, so I think that's all we've got to say about sequels for today. Um, we've really enjoyed your talking about this and enjoying your company, listening. Uh, you've been here listening to Akosh Bolf. Bye, guys. Dominic Stinton. Bye. And our irrepressible comptroller, MKH. Inc. Uh, um, um, good day to you. I've been your host, uh, Trevor Jones. You've been listening to Geek Sweat. If you'd like to know more, follow the hashtag Geek Sweat. Uh, sign on google so that's hashtag g-e-e-k-s-w-e-a-t are you winding down i'm trying to wind down and if you look at um we are winding down we're coming to the end of the show um and finally and uh if you would like to uh follow more about instigate projects take a look at us on twitter via at instigate online or go to our website www.instigateonline.com thank you over and out